Hello, everybody. Welcome to the FYP, the For Your Period podcast. We are so excited to be joining you in this first episode of 2024. Whoa, new year, new period, new everything, new time to hang out and chat with us. So before we dive into all the new fun stuff, we are going to start off by talking about our cycle check-in. So what's checking in at? What you doing? How's it going? I'm day two over here. My last two cycles were 24 days. This this past one was a 25-dayer. Um, but yeah, day two. And I woke up like with this renewed energy yesterday on day mm-hmm. one and went for a walk and took down Christmas finally and cleaned my kid's room. Like it was like crazy luteal energy. And then like right when I was getting ready to make dinner, it was like, nah, bitch, sit down. <laughs> you good? You've done enough. <laughs> The cramping started and I just had like no energy. Um, And so my husband was like, so you basically just did the opposite of what you coach people. And I was like, well, I coach people to listen to their bodies. My body told me go and now it's telling me stop. So yeah, it's just that last luteal (laughs) surge that I get that too. Accountability, but (laughs) I got this. (laughs) Yeah. Day two over here. I'm day three. So kind of the same thing. So like all last week, like, you know, like everyone's like, it's a new year, like set your goals, like make all the plans. I'm like, no, I just want to clean my office. That's all I want to do. And that's what I did. And my office feels so much better. It was just, it had become a repository for all the Christmas stuff and all these things. And I think I've thrown away like six bags of trash, just like old things that we were holding (laughs) on to, like from old crafts. And I was just like, what do we need this for anymore? We don't need it. So did that last week. I had my period, like the main part of my period over the weekend. And I woke up today and I'm like, okay, mm. now it's 2024. Like, let's do this. So I mm. I worked out. I made sure I took a shower. I did all the self-care this morning. And now I've been like, you know, doing work here and there. But I've downloaded all of my Pinterest inspiration images so that I can work on my Canva vision board, you know today and tomorrow so very follicular over here nice yay i'm on day eight because my period started on the first day of the year which just felt very celebratory and it also happened to me last year too so this is the second year in a row when my period starts on january 1 so it's kind of like magical like feels like period wizardry yes you are the period (laughs) wizard oh i'm jealous so that's pretty fun and Yeah, the end of last year was kind of weird because I had like a 23 day cycle, which never, ever happens. And then I had a 26 or 27. (laughs) So I think I was just going under a lot of stress at the end of the year and things are leveling back out. Um, So I'm feeling pretty good. I did not get enough sleep last night, which always kind of puts a bee in my bonnet. But um, I found adorable new local coffee shop this morning. And it's called Stella's, which is so cute because my daughter's name is Estelle. So I was just like, it just like feels cute. And they have an, they had an amazing book section. So I got some books and I'm like, okay, we can, we can do this. Even though I don't have enough sleep, it's much easier for me to be kind during the follicular phase. If I don't have enough sleep than during the luteal phase, if during the luteal phase, I would have been like, I'm canceling this podcast. Sorry. Bye. Do it without me. <laughs> Goodbye. And we would have uh, understood. Yes. <laughs> that is how we roll. Yes. I'm like, no, early homeschooling. No. I was like, y'all on day two. I can't, I don't know how much teaching is happening today. So, and everyone's like, yeah. So that's like the great thing about the cyclical wisdom is just like knowing how to calibrate because there's always this stuff that's outside of our control constantly. Um, 
But if you know your cyclical blueprint, you can really get into the flow and no one needs to change an update on the fly. So I'm just constantly grateful for the work that we do and like the way it's informed my own decisions and like the knowledge that I have about my body now. So I've been feeling good and I've been prioritizing working out even in the winter because I'm home in Iowa right now and it's so there the, the the air hurts my face when I go outside and I'm like why do people live here I mean it's great the rest of the year but this is torturous right now um but I have been walking outside even in like 30 degrees because I'm like I am gonna get fresh air and as much vitamin d as I possibly can and I'm gonna feel good damn it during winter and I have started to have a new appreciation for winter like it's just like when we start to love all of the cycles like all the phases I I posted this little reel the other day. I don't know if you guys saw it. It was on our page, but it was like, once you stop expecting winter to be summer, you can just appreciate Mm. the coziness of it. Mm -hmm. And we don't have to be in summer energy all of the time because that's actually exhausting. And when snow falls, it gets really quiet, like, because it dampens all the noise around Mm. you. So everything just kind of got quiet and cold and it was like so peaceful. Yeah. I just love it. Like leaning in. Oh, that's a good little pause face too. I know. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to hate it, but it's funny. (laughs) Oh, we had our first snow over the weekend. That was really nice because we didn't get get like any last year. So that was fun. I need to get out of Texas and see some snow. That that would change, but we're pouring down rain right now. And I was like, Mm. oh. The universe knows. It's like matching my mood. I'm flowing. The universe is flowing. It's cold. It's just cozy. And my daughter was like, she was saying something. I was like, well, I just started my period. She's like, well, you should be wearing your leading and bleeding sweatshirt. I said, you are right, sister girl. And I put it on. (laughs) I love that. How cute. Oh, my God. She's cute. cute. And speaking of leading and bleeding, that's what we're talking about in this episode. So look at that transition. Go That segue. (laughs) That was professional. Professional grade right there. (laughs) Yes. So we're talking about the Cyclical Business Collective. Our motto is leading and bleeding. We are a collective of women that live cyclically. We run cyclical businesses and we get together every week and just love on each other and support each other and learn and it's magic. Yeah. So why don't you guys kind of tell the story of how you decided to start the CBC? That was Alex's brainchild. You go, girl. Uh, yeah, it was. It's something that's been on my heart for a long time to to have a collection of women working in this space. Because when I first started the agenda period, um, I don't know if you guys can hear. Can you hear me? Or is my internet yep. terrible? I think my internet's terrible. Okay. Um, when I first started the agenda period, I was like, I felt like I was like a like a pioneer is a horrible word, but like the, I was like, there's no one here. No one's working in periods. What's going on? Like I feel like I'm like a little alien on this new planet. Um, But then the deeper I dove into the internet, I was like, oh, there are hundreds of women working in periods and working in this space. Like, why aren't we hanging out together? Because this topic is weird as shit. Like when I bring this up to my friends and my family, they're like, oh, that's so (laughs) unique for you to do that. So I was like, yes, they're like, "Mm -hmm." And, and they lean back because they don't want to know more, right? So I was like, if I'm feeling like this, other people working in this space must feel like this. Mm-hmm. Where's our, where's the secret club with the handshake? And like, why aren't we together doing anything? And 
as typically happens with my little projector self, I tried to pawn this project off on so many. I was like, hey, you person over there, you should make a group for all of us to hang out. Like, hey, you person over here. Uh, Anna and I were even looking back at Trello and we saw like in 2021, I tried to make an, a calendar of shared events. Sarah, you may have been on it of like, everyone put your put your events here. And like, what are you working on? And I had a bunch of people put events on and then I never did anything else with it. So threads had just come out and I was getting connections with people who I had never had access to. Y'all know the was threads like, coming out this summer? Oh my gosh. Wild, <laughs> wild. It was wild. And I was talking to Anna in April and I was like, hey, I know we were supposed to work on something else, but instead by Friday, let's um, launch a networking group for women who work in the cyclical business space. This was a Tuesday, y'all. This was a Tuesday. <laughs> she wanted this done by Friday. And I she said, must yes. have been follicular. I said, uh, of course we shall and we will. And and by Friday, we had 75 people sign up and we had 15 people come to the first networking. And we're like, this is it with like, we launched it Tuesday by end of day Tuesday. I'm like, yeah, that means like this, like when, when a thing is aligned and it's supposed to happen, mm-hmm. shit can move really quickly. And so that was kind of the beginning of it. And it just felt like a homecoming, at least that's how it feels for me. Every time I go to a Friday call, it I like we meet people working on advocacy who are launching new period products, who are scientists, who are moms, like people in like amazing at business, amazing at marketing, but like all through this cyclical lens. So either their company is like a femtech or fem health related company, or they're working their own life and business cyclically. So those are kind of the two intersections. But every single time, it's just magic and that's what happens when women come together and mm-hmm. build spaces together just like shit gets amazing so that was kind of the idea the wild hair the idea that i've been like chewing on for years and finally we're just like in the next five hours like let's do this okay ready go <laughs> yes and it, it's been i was kind of in a place i'm i'm the old one in the group where i just have been i am i'm the old one um i have been like wanting to go back to that whole not coven is probably a bad word but maybe it's the right word of just the old wise women your you know your elders and your ancestors just sitting up under the the women that have come before you and learning all the things like i needed that in my life and alex plucked me out of instagram and she and i partnered up and creating this group has grown this this group of women that we support each other. We sit and cry. I think every call somebody cries. Um, <laughs> we hire each other. We join each other's events. It's been, has it been like six months? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Set on like, I think, yeah, almost I think the seventh month because we started in July. Yes. And I think we've got 140-ish, maybe 150 now that are in the collective and are just pouring into each other. And you're not this solopreneur anymore. It's like you've got a weekly staff meeting that you can attend and you're learning things from content experts. And yeah, it's we're trying out each other's products and offering feedback. And it's been a breath of fresh air. It has. So great idea. Yeah, really good idea. I was one of those people that cried one meeting. 
tell us. So you got to tell everybody about your crying meeting tell because it was very so, serendipitous. So the format of, of these calls as they've started out is that like, you know, someone will offer to either pitch their business to get some feedback or maybe they have a presentation, like some subject matter expertise that they would like to offer or, you know, even also get feedback on that if they're going to, you know, turn around and send it to the public. So I like had all of the butterflies in my stomach. My legs were numb because I was just like, you know what? F it. I don't know what I'm doing with my business anymore. I know ultimately what my passion in you know, this work is, but I'm just going to pitch what I've been doing. And this is my business. And this is where I feel like it might be going. And apparently while I'm crying and telling my whole business story and just like letting all my emotions pour out of me Alex and Anna are on the back end texting each other like well let's just ask her to come work with us <laughs> I was like no everything she's saying we want and we need and she's our people and she has to come sit with us can she sit with us yes and like we're texting each other at the same time I pull up my text and her bubble was already going <laughs> and poor Sarah's just sitting there being the most vulnerable she could be and me and Alex are like ooh, ooh, and you can yeah. see it on our faces like I bet you she was like, these bitches ain't even listening to me. If you go back to the replay, Sarah is literally crying her heart, literally crying her heart out. And Anna and I are like smiling. And you're like, this is a weird vibe. Like, what are you? Um, because she, she was like, I want to work on this thing. And I'm like, that's what that's what we're fucking doing. Like, that's what we're building right now with the agenda period. Like, oh my God. Right. And and the, after that call there, I think it was like, Sarah, hey, wait, Sarah, wait. And I hung up and then I jumped back on and they were like, no, wait, like, let's, let's try this out. And that was in September, like yeah. early September. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now we have a podcast and we launched the cycle store and the CBC <laughs> is growing and all the things. So, you know, that's what, that's like the magic of the CBC. Like people have sold their products in there because like we are the market for other period products mm -hmm. as well. And not like in a salesy, gimmicky, forceful kind of way. It's like, no, like this is what I've been working on. And there are aligned people in this thing. And then like all of us are period advocates, all the members of the CBC. Yeah. So then we can turn around and be like, oh my gosh, look at this cool new thing I learned about to our audiences. Um, so we're able to, you know, share it in that sense as well. And there's just been a lot of that magic going on, people launching new businesses and being able to rely on each other for, you know, like those first little bits of support that are going to get you to like that next step in your business. And then, you know, the trajectory goes up from there. And we've got all levels in there too, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. So we've got people who are like barely working on the ideation stage. We've got folks who have raised millions of dollars of venture capital. We've got people who are pitching in VC right now for their company. We've got people who are in the in the collective who their brand is available in Target and CBS. So we've got people who are only selling online. We've got people who are only selling at farmer's markets. We've got people who are working on the coaching side. We've got um, a member who is a femtech marketer who like works all with femtech. So like, yeah, the ability to hire each other and like keep the money circulating within this group of people. And our team puts in business resources that you know people can use and they can kind of white label for their own. If they need a jumping off point, if they want to sell their programs based on talks or workshops, we're adding in done for you templates and I think the big dream that I'm kind of holding for this is like, we always want it to be cyclical, cyclically focused, but we want more and more women in business to find their way to this space because it is our true core belief that every woman in business should be working their 
business with their period. Like it is our differentiator. It is the thing that makes us really different in business. And there are so many women in business networking groups that unfortunately they just are trying to be like, they want to occupy the same space as men, but like in high heels and with their, like with her red lipstick on, right? Like they, and you can see it in the way that there's, there's a really close collection of like power and who has power and who gets to be at the top level of things and who is running organizations. And it's very much power over, not power with. And there's just like not a lot of good spaces that are really like horizontally organized that really everyone can get to be an expert and everyone can share their services and everyone can make money. And I've never been a part of an organization ran by women that was like that. Um, they're all very hierarchical and like the same shit that we hate and we bitch about about patriarchy we continue to do in our own businesses because there's not really a model for how we do it differently so at the cbc it's not only that we want to provide tools to folks in business to do it differently but then we also want to show a working model of what it can mean to like not be afraid of someone who may have the exact same product so we wouldn't keep somebody who has a period app from being in it okay Yeah. Come on, because yeah. they're like everyone who has who needs a period app is going to react differently to what you have than to what we have. So there's room. There is room here. There's not fear. There's not scarcity. And really intentionally, like getting women to work with other women to heal the sisterhood wound, to heal the mm. wound of um, competition and collaboration. And then on, on top of all of that is like a really intentional um, focus on uplifting multiculturalism in business and what that means to be intersectional and what that means to have a really intersectional feminist lens because white women tend to take the work of all women and the hard work of all women and then receive the greatest level of benefit from that collective effort. And that's unacceptable, obviously. It's not okay. It's not good. It doesn't actually lead to good outcomes. And we see all of these diversity and equity inclusion efforts happening retroactively right so it's just like the room is already built you're welcome to come in and then being like i don't know why they don't want to come into our room like what's you're like <laughs> well if well. you actually built the room together at the same time they would feel welcome to come to the room but you can't keep building the room for somebody and then being surprised that they don't feel comfortable showing up mm. and we can do that and we're doing it and our team is doing it and it's something that we really laid the foundation for from the very beginning is like how do we decenter white feminism in these practices? How do we hold space for accountability and like being intentional about the cultural practices that people are talking about and are bringing forward? And how do we um, hold each other, call each other in lovingly, even though it's sometimes hard around these things? Because if we want business to look differently, we can't keep doing business like everybody else is doing business if we want it to be different. So those are some of like, like the cerebral, like spiciness and magic that comes like on the inside of the CPC. Yeah. And all the fear that if we do it differently, then it's, we're just not going to be successful. It just melts away. It there's, there's just, I think that was probably one of my fears. Like I, we have to do it this way. This is how business is done. Like old white men do it. That's how we should be doing this and seeing the function, seeing the way the collective has functioned, has like turned that completely on its head for me. And I think others that have been in the collective, like, oh, I can put a boundary around my cycle. I can put these practices in place because they feel good to me and people will rise to that standard. And it's just been, it's been magical. It's, it, it has been. 
Yeah, we even had this like really interesting feedback in real time from a member who was like, I'm a part of this other women in networking group and they're supposed to be like, they're like talk about being feminist, but they have no feminist business practices and they're not paying people well and there's no equity and there's no inclusion and there's no like, and I was just like, yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. we see. Like, that's what we see really consistently. And we have to make a new stand for what that looks like and show people that it's possible and that it's easy. It's actually yeah. easy and beneficial. We it's can pretty it. intuitive. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's how it was supposed to be. Mm. Like, you know, without white patriarchy, that's how it was. Yeah, Somebody had to right. come in to decide like, well, you know, I don't like that. Let's do it this way. So only me and people who look like me benefit white men. Yeah. We um, don't do that here. <laughs> right. And then, you know. The trickle down so yes. it's like there's no, no gatekeeping there's no secret it, there's no secret holding it's just like just come and we our team had a really scary um because like we're talking about all these equity and inclusion things right and we're also working to value the work that we do and the work that because it takes a tremendous amount of effort to prop something like this up mm-hmm. and to build it out and like hundreds of our hours have gone into creating and holding the container and making the content. And so we moved to a membership model and we're like, what the fuck do we do? Because it's been free this entire time. And we we talk about equity and inclusion and how do we value our labor and still have space for everybody to come. Mm-hmm. So we ha- it was a really scary kind of moment for me when we announced it to the community. This is what we're moving towards. And so the calls are still free every single week. But if you want access to different levels of support that are beyond this tremendous amount of support you already get on the calls, then there are different levels of um, of engagement that you can pay for beyond that with whatever works within your budget and whatever works for you personally. So Felt like that was such a good way. We're not gatekeeping the calls. You can still come. But if you want extra, if you want more, the yes and, then you can you can put some money into that so that we can continue to reach more people yeah. because a collective will not, if we're the only ones pouring into it, then it, it's not collective. Yeah. So we have to have other people pouring into the container as well. Yeah. Also, again, proof of concept because there was no pushback. They were like, oh, heck yeah. Like, let's yeah. do this. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like there, are, you know, more and more people are signing up every day because we've moved over to Mighty Networks as the kind of hub for for the cyclical business collective. And so far, so good. You know, it's nice that there's an actual home for this space now. So if you are listening yeah. to this, like know that if you have something in your head, you're cooking an idea, like the proof will come. You just have mm-hmm. to, you have to try. What is that, Alex? You always say like, just fail fast. Like mm-hmm. just try it. Cause what's the worst that's going to happen? Oh, that didn't work. Let me try something else. In this case, it really worked. And if you it worked are like better than we thought it would. Yeah, actually. yeah. <laughs> absolutely. It worked better than you thought it would. Um, yes. And it's just kind of like the sky's the limit. Like, you know, like. <laughs> yes. We, and people keep showing up. They keep coming. Breastfeeding we're still waiting. Anna and I are waiting. We're waiting for a day where like no one comes and it's all crickets. And it just hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it hasn't happened. <laughs> like kids are like you're nursing your your twins there dogs are running in and out and the husbands are coming in and you know whatever everyone's doing their life and they make they make it a point to get here because we're just all getting fed there's like everyone can eat like we're not competing we have a lot of competing Mm -hmm. 
brands in the collective and it does not feel competitive and gatekeepy and it just is like come sit down at the table and we wouldn't stand for it if somebody acted like that no No, we'd be like there's the door and 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 i would say that's like another thing it's just like like what gets built is like who's invited to build the room we have been really intentional from the beginning of like what what is allowed in the space and what's not allowed in the space. And you've seen, we've seen some people who have come once and never come back because they were not a good values fit. They were because the energy super clear and we just kind of like hold each other to that. And I think that's been a really cool, there's not it, like, you don't have to like be mean and enforcey about the. It's just like, yeah. you're going to catch the vibe or you're not going to be a fit and you, you will remo- remove yourself on to find a group that is in alignment with what you think is important in the world. Cause this is the stuff we think is important yeah, no hard and not everyone thinks it's important, <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. move, move yourself along if, if this is not a good fit. So if you haven't heard from one of us before, this is your personal invitation to come join us at the CBC to pitch the company, to pitch your organization. We want to know what you're working on. Come hang out with us. Be a guest expert. Come give your juicy talk or workshop something you've been dreaming about or something you've given a ton of times. And just come hang out in the CBC because it is the place that we are leading and bleeding. We're doing business like women. We are living into our cyclical blueprint and it is just so good. So let's just wrap it with like, what is your one favorite CBC nugget that just kind of like pops into your mind? I think mine is we have a CBC member who has a daughter who really is entrepreneurial minded. And so she's kind of shy and doesn't want to be on camera because she's like 11, I think. And mom pitches all of her things and is getting feedback from everybody in the group at this very, you know, high level. We're not going really deep with her yet because that's not where she is, but she shows up and she's open and vulnerable and talking to, like you said, people who have their products in Walgreens and CVS. And she's there with her her kitchen concoctions that she's doing with her daughter. And she's building this with her daughter. And so mm-hmm. seeing the foundation that this little girl is getting because her mom has decided to trust us with this has been that's been the magic that sticks out to me. Yeah. I've really loved watching some of the like hot seat coaching where there's just that Mm. immediate light bulb moment where I think it was like a member who was going to a, a conference and like Mm -hmm. within 10 minutes, we had like a whole real time, like marketing plan set out for her that wasn't going to cost her that much, but was going to get her maximum like visibility and impact at this conference that she was going to for her, her growing business. So it's just moments like that where they're like, well, I'm not quite sure how to do this. And somebody in the collective is able to be like, well, what if you did it this way? And they're like, hot damn, that's the answer I was looking for. And they run with it and they see success. Like that's so cool. Yeah, I would say for me, it's the generosity that I've seen in the space of um, like we one of our members is the period picking up box and other members have like donated product 
for her boxes because one, it's good for their brand. It gets them recognition, but then she didn't have to buy a certain product for that month, right? So she got a product and then Katie, she just put the QR code for our app in her boxes and it just goes out now to all of her boxes. And she never asked us like, and she didn't ask for anything. Like she didn't ask for money. She just like put it in there without even telling me. So I got my like test period pick me up box and I opened it up and it was like the agenda period QR code. And I was like, <laughs> you didn't even like tell me you were going to do this. And um, when people feel safe, I think they show up really generously. Mm -hmm. And we've seen a lot of that. We've seen people, they're like, oh yeah, I connected with her. We did a one-on-one. -on -one. We had a virtual coffee together. She helped me figure out this messaging. Um, and, and there's also paid opportunities in there, which is fantastic. But there's also a lot of like from the heart generosity because people know that they're not competing with each other, even if they have the same product. And so there's a lot of kindness. And I'm like, oh yeah, the whole world could be like this. We could decide to just like do this everywhere. And I think that generosity um, reminds me to be generous in times where like, I don't always feel like being generous when like the world feels hard and dark. It's just like, no, we can actually like the, the feeling that we have here, we can transplant that out and we can take that with us and we can like show up like that other places. Um, we are the culture makers as Kelly Deals always says. So it's just a good reminder for me in the, in like, cause it's hard. Building a business is hard. Being a parent is hard and we're all in the middle of it, but it's a good, it's good to have our cup filled every single week. It's just really life-giving. So I think that is, that's all we got for you today. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the FYP cast. And we can't wait to see you back next week. Thanks everybody. Bye.